book because I don't know what to do. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment and your host for Media Mavens podcast. I'm here with my co-host, sportscaster, public affairs, Joe Pirates. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hey, you know what time it is? Do we all know what time it is? It's It's potty time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I don't even know how to even start this podcast, but we're here with Tani Katay, model, actress, producer, one of my favorite badass women. And we just literally cut through all our dental and how to keep our teeth white. So um, Tani- We did. This is good. We This is so funny. So um, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you joined us. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> and I apologize for last week not being, you know, but you were so wonderful, Sarah. We talked. You went to Arizona. It was your birthday. I mean, I know about your entire life by now. Right? And like, you look absolutely fucking stunning. Like, you Oh, my God. Even Do on I a podcast. Fucking stunning or just stunning? A fucking stunning your tiny thank you yeah there you go <laughs> you know what's so funny is i've been on my instagram story chronicling my eye surgery my eyelid surgery yeah. right i mean i don't I, I i don't have surgery to look like anybody else i just have surgery to like refresh what i already look like and my eyelids were kind of like getting a little long in the tooth so i decided to get them cut well i'm on instagram i'm telling my story and i'm getting accused of having my lips done and i'm like (laughs) if i had my lips done wouldn't i freaking cop to it like i'm copying to my eyes getting done i'm copying to having surgery Leave me alone. These are my lips. But people you love so funny. Me. So many trolls in here. Because like every time I do Botox and get fillers, I do a selfie. Who gives a shit? Who is not doing Botox these days? It's all about yeah. preventative. Except, okay, yeah, Joe. Wait, Joe's you. not doing Botox, Tawny. No, Joe is doing Botox. I ran into him at my doctor's office. But you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, preventative <laughs> is the word. I tell my daughter who's 27, like, you hit 30, you start doing your Botox now. Start now because it's because you don't want to do Botox after you get the line in because all that's going to do is like, it's not going to do anything. Well, and then the if you go to do a facelift, it's just, it's just going to lift the line up. Well, so like get it before you get the line it's in. Not, it's preventative. And it's like, I know somebody who's like, um, who's much older and she has a lot of lines and she wants to start doing Botox, but you can't wait until you're it's there. Too late. Exactly. It's too late. It's, it's preventative anyways. And it curbs the headaches because people, you know, it does help with headaches. I did. I, I suffer from migraines. I got a migraine from doing Botox. Really? So I don't want my insurance company to know that because (laughs) although I don't have them pay for my Botox, but yeah, I got a migraine from doing my Botox one time. That that sucks. Yeah, totally sucks. Remind me to call my insurance company to pay for that though. Just like Amazon, we'll we'll do a little posty, call them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Another two hour wait. I just, I just feel like, um, I, it's not a big deal. Like I know guys who do a lot. They're doing the Botox, getting their brows done. You know, I know a guy very, very, very close to me. And I won't say who he is, but he's extremely close to me who had this done before I got it done. And I've known him for 30 plus years. So I'm, I'm not going to call him out. It's been over 30 years. That I've known this guy. And uh, lived with him for many, many, and he had it done. And I thought, this is a six foot seven Southern dude 
that's still, you know, little racist from the South, you know, the whole macho thing. And he had plastic surgery. I was blown away. Wait, is this one of the rock stars you hope no. become famous? Oh, okay. What? No. It's so funny. Joe, no Botox, no cosmetics. Shoot, Joe no. would know who he is because Joe's a sports guy. And you know, I think I've seen them play don't, too. But I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say it. No. Yeah. I, I think I have been yeah. in the so, same place that this person has been. Yes. Yeah, so since okay. you know who I'm talking about, yes. can you picture him getting anything done? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're not going to call him out. No. I don't want my I don't want my paychecks to stop coming to the house. <laughs> I think I'd have to give you Joe's direct line just in case you need any inside sports <laughs> on anybody no. else. Yeah, so Joe can pick up the slack in case those checks don't come. <laughs> The Botox. Oh my God, Tanya. I so love it, talking to you. What's going on? So like, it's so funny because you're this, you're one of the top models. You're in all of these fucking videos with these guys. You became famous. You've been in videos. You've been acting. You're not producing and rating. Tell us what's going on in your world. Cause I mean, it's been COVID all year, but what's yeah. going on with you? You've done so much um, in the past few years um, since you first came into the market as a model and on these videos What's yeah. up with you? How did you just fell in love with the entertainment space and became this female producer or what's up? No, I just started making a lot of money and really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome money does country. change things, right? <laughs> it definitely does. But it's so funny. I'm, I was, uh, you know, nowadays you could be five foot two and be a supermodel. It really doesn't matter. You may not be able to do the catwalks, you know, like Paris week and, you know, New York week, but you can still model. So back in the day, I was just shy, just like a third of an inch shy of five, seven. They flew me back to New York. I had to stand in front of John Casablanca as an elite, get on the scale. And I was just shy of five, seven. And they still let me model. They put me, I got hired for Victoria's Secrets. I was one of the first Victoria's Secret models. And what they would do when we had ba when we had swimsuits and lingerie uh, um, uh, things for Victoria's Secret, they'd put me on an apple box and, and stab me next to the rest of the girls and cut us all off at the knees. Wow. <laughs> So I did, I did a lot of modeling that way, but I wasn't like your Carol Alts and your Christy Brinkley's and all that because of my height. So what happened was ABC was looking for a model, uh, an actress that looked like a model. So I had to go against Christy Brinkley, Cindy Crawford, Carolyn Alt, and all those girls. And I won the contract. So the short little girl got the contract with ABC and that's how I started acting. That's was this, this, was this after all the music? Wait, what music videos did you put on the map? Well, no. So when I became an actress, it was during back in the day where you didn't do television because you were a movie star. Right. So, you know, TV was like, again, so uh, my agent kept getting phone calls for bands to do their videos. And I turned them all down, turned them all down. And then when I met David, um, Coverfield, is that his last name? I'm yeah. kidding. Um, <laughs> I married the guy. I didn't know his last name. I think it's Coverfield. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, he was my boyfriend. He asked me to do the videos, and I did five of them and made him 
very famous and a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. Wow. I made him a lot and, of money. And you made White Snake famous. Seriously. I made I made White Snake. You know what? I get that so much on my Instagram feed and on Twitter that that legally, if you get told that over a certain amount, which I believe is ten thousand times, you get to own it. Well, I'm ten thousand. I can tell you that right You're now. You're ten thousand and one. So <laughs> I get to Look, own it. Tani, the yeah. one movie I really remember you from, and uh-huh. and you were in Tom Hanks's first feature film, which was well, Bachelor was actually, Party. It was actually his second. He it was done, second. He had done the one, the mermaid one. Oh, okay. Uh, Splash. He'd done Splash first, and yeah. then we did, and then he did Bachelor Party. I, I've got a ton of questions about Bachelor Party because it's one of those <laughs> movies, honestly, that me and my friend Norm we watch once a year with Animal House with a few others. I, I have a great story about Bachelor Party and Quentin Tarantino, but go ahead. Tell okay. me your story. First. Okay. No, no, not a story, but I just have a question about sure. one ex, one actress that played your mom, Barbara Stewart. Yes. How was she? She just oh. seemed like a sweetheart. She, you know what? She, I didn't see her act. I saw the sweet woman that she is in every single scene with me. She was exactly who she was when she showed up on set. She was a sweetheart from go and never stopped. That that makes it even better because I just remember her from like game shows with her husband, Dick Godier, and also from Gomer Pyle. And she always just seemed to be such a nice person. And then I see her in Bachelor Party and then you know, she's grabbing the foot long and it was like, <laughs> where did this go? <laughs> I think her reaction to that was probably her real reaction to it. Um, but when you told me, told me that she was married to, um, D- what was his name? Dick Godier. Dick Godier. Mm, she may have been acting then. Really? When she pulled the foot long, she may oh. have been acting. <laughs> So what's your story about Quentin Tarantino? This is interesting. Oh, my God. This is such a great story. So my agent calls me. This is about a year and a half ago. And he says, uh, Quentin Tarantino is throwing a bachelor party for one of his friends. He, uh, some I forgot his name. Uh, he's a, a big director, obviously, of Quentin, if he's one of Quentin's best friends. And he said he would like for me to come to come to the bachelor party so i it's quentin what am i gonna say no i'm busy so i said sure so he sent me a car i drive up to los angeles and i get escorted up to um this uh his private theater with like 45 guys and um i meet all of them and i'm high and quentin's there and high and he says please sit with me we sit down and they play the movie bachelor party It was like being at Rocky Horror Picture Show because every single word to that movie, Quentin and all those 45 guys knew it and said it back to the screen. It is one of Quentin's favorite movies. He had it on 35 millimeter or whatever it's called in his projective room. You know, the old fashioned, like the big pan one. So he didn't put it in a VCR. He literally had it 
in the um is it is it 35 millimeter 35 millimeter yeah yeah he had them in 35 millimeter and um i was just sitting there i didn't watch any of the movie i was staring at quentin the entire time he did not miss a beat and literally yelled back at the screen ev- uh, my dialogue tom's dialogue everybody's oh. dialogue oh my god did they actually do the donkey when the donkey dies Oh my God, the guys were on the floor. They were just in, I was just like going, I, I mean, it was like a twilight zone. And then at the end of the movie, the, that wasn't weird enough for me. Marilyn Manson walks in. So Marilyn's there. It's me, 45 guys and Marilyn Manson. Marilyn is telling me about the scene that he's got to shoot the next day where he takes it up the bum. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And he goes, hey, do you want to go to... Uh, 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 what's his name? Le- uh, Leo. Do you want to go to Leo's house for a party? And I'm like, Leo. Leo. I know who that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And do you know what I said? You probably said no. I said, I've got to get to bed early. It's already three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I can't go. And I was like, I was on the, in the car on the way home going, wait, Leo, Leo DiCaprio. Oh my God. And I was halfway to Newport beach and just thought, I'm just go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep but oh that's how they live when people think about it, and that's how i could live every single night but i choose to live here in newport beach but yeah. when people outside of hollywood think that at three o'clock in the morning marilyn manson shows up at a party and asks you to go to leo dicaprio's house that really happens yes and look were you embarrassed by the whole thing over at uh with quentin tarantino them watching the movie How, what were your thoughts yeah, when they were doing I was, that i i will have me well, but, but, but why did they if you're in the movie and i mean it's, it's they all know who you are why did he have you come be the only female with all of that because i was the star of the movie yeah. so. yes they they couldn't get Tom Hanks. I mean, you know, that would be that would be hard like because he's probably in Australia. No, Tom oh. would have been the 46th guy there. They didn't need <laughs> another man at the party. There you go. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're gonna you want a girl there. I mean, as a matter of fact, I said to my agent, I said, I'm not going, I don't care whose house it is, if there's gonna be strippers and the usual bachelor party stuff like in the movie i'm not going and he assured me that quentin wasn't going to have that that wasn't the scene i was the only one that was going to be there tell him to get adrian zamed no i was the star of the movie once again do you know who i am (laughs) (laughs) that's the you know who i am card that you had to play you You just had to use that on joe on the podcast do you know who i am joe yeah i I think i'm going to use that as a ringtone yeah, that should be Reese Witherspoon's ringtone. Do you know oh who I am? God, that was so funny. When she yelled, oh. she got pulled over. She um, got pulled over by a cop and tried to use that to get out of a DUI. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Maybe I should have done that on my last DUI. I don't know. <laughs> it worked on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it. You were privy to my I'm Amazon privy. call you got, you got you a good toothpick. Oh, my God. So I love that you're down in Newport. I was just down in Laguna. Um, I need it. Come yes, by. you like it down here. You I just love it. It's here. still calm. It's not the L.A. Hollywood bullshit. But it's only an hour. It took me an hour to get to Laguna. And you're closer to L.A. than Laguna. Yeah. So I'm going to come down and grab coffee with you pretty soon and hang out with you. But No, I'm the- sorry. I'm sorry. That can't happen. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> but you know who I am. So the barista you're right, people, you're right. 
You Wait, I'm sorry. Me. Do you know who we are? We That's eat right. to drink That's your coffee. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna, it's okay. We'll, do our, we'll have our sunglasses on. We'll just have a, do you know who we are reserved for? Do you know who right. exactly. Since none of us can go out and do anything anyway, you've got to come to the house. With coffee, because you know who With I coffee. am. With coffee. Yeah, because I know <laughs> like, who you like, are. Do you know who the fuck I am? Answer the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, have, do you have, a, have a gate. Good luck getting past that. <laughs> Gate man, do you know who I am? I'm here for my girl. Um, so I, I want to come down probably over the holidays and visit you. But let's talk about like you're producing now, right? What are you doing yeah. right now? Well, what I've been doing, what I'm seriously, you want to know what I've been doing lately? Well, you can keep it clean. It's a podcast, but yeah. Okay, I'll keep it clean. I have been, it's been so awesome. I have been answering a bunch of uh, messages from people on Instagram who want to give me things. Like Like an ambassador. Yeah, like an influencer. Why not? You are. But 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 you didn't they know who you are, but think so when it comes to that shit, you have to really like the quality because I've got you do, four, you, you do. You do. I got I got four people last week who wanted me to do um, you know, by one thing we wanted to be um given who you are, we want you to be in PR, we want you to do our workout gear because you're always working out and stuff. But I'm like, I it's the quality and everything for these some of the stuff. It's like you don't pay me, but still the quality. You have a specific lifestyle, so you want your DNA to portray through the brands. And absolutely, but I mean, thank you. You should be. Wait a second, but wait. I thought you were pretty. Wait, you don't. You're not spending all of COVID answering Instagram messages. I thought you were writing and producing. Well, I'm supposed to be writing my book. That's what I'm really supposed to be doing, and um. I'm, I, but I, I have such a hard time like writing. My uh, handwriting is so bad. I Why didn't spend are you enough- handwriting? A, I just got my book that came out. I typed on a computer. Wait, wait, why are you handwriting a book? I, I, okay, so I went at bringing up Amazon again. I went to Amazon and I got a, rec- a voice recorder because I can't even, I can't even be bothered to go on to the computer and yeah. to type everything out. It just, I've got so much to say, as you can tell, it's hard to shut <laughs> me up. So I've got, I just need someone to edit everything yeah. that I'm saying. What's the book okay. about? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know who the hell she is? Is it title? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> My Tony Ducati? Wait, I'm just saying. We'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll work yeah, on that, yeah. that's the, well, that's the working title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, so so you're just been how's how you doing during COVID? Oh my God, it's been awesome for me. Um, it's I don't have to make any excuses why I don't want to see people. Like this suits me just fine. I am I am a um, in my house creature by habit anyway type person. I'm not a go out and dinner. If I do do dinner, I'm like I've become one of these like early bird like like I want Mastro's to open up at five o'clock for me um I I if someone wants to have dinner and they say eight I I tap out I'm like sorry too late can't um I go to bed early and I sleep in and I just (laughs) I sound like a bum don't I I sound like a total bum no yeah that's but it's you know I think everybody's kind of mindset has changed in the past nine months. I know you and I have talked so much outside of this about COVID and being safe 
and just being cautious anyway. So yeah, right, I mean, right now, restaurants, at least up in LA, aren't even open for outdoors. I don't think I think of all of California state managed yeah. outdoor dining. Yeah. So there's not a lot to do but coffee these days, you know. Right. And Fun and you know, I mean I sent a message to Gavin Newsom um and I said I can't imagine what the hell that you're getting from people yeah. because I put up a picture of Kamala and I all I said was she's so pretty. And I got bombarded by people telling me where to go, uh, telling me that they hope that I voted on the issues and not on the fact that she's pretty. And I thought, who do you think I am? <laughs> that has got to be the title of your book. I it's swear be, to God, it comes up. It's her license plate when we go back to normal. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh yeah. No, did you really was... send, did you really send Gavin a email? Yeah, message? yeah I did. I did. I'm, I just, I just, easy. It's, I mean, it can't be easy no matter who you are in that. No, it can't because like, I think you and I talked about before about if we would have shut everything down, like really shut it down back in March or April, whatever, who knows about the second wave, but that's what we need to do. And do I, I feel so sorry for all the workers that are displaced and out of work and, and, but, but our lives are at stake here. And, and if the government, I don't want to get too political, but we need another stimulus package to, to help people be able to pay their rent and pay their food. We need that, but there's somebody in the white house who's holding that up right now. Um, but what we need to do is really shut shit down and 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 try to back away from this as much as we can. But we are, and but I we know are that- shut down. I mean, we, we basically there's no movies, no sporting. I mean, there's nothing new right now except for retails open at 20 percent. It, like it was before. I mean, and, and I know we don't want to get political. And I always tell Joe this on our podcast. We're not going to get into politics. But given the year we have, it's, you know, our perception. It's hard not to. It's hard yeah. to because everything, all the mediums shapes our perception of how we feel and what we think. And COVID's not political. The people who are right. talking shit, who, who are voicing inaccurate opinions based on non-factual, not science. People are making it political. It's not Absolutely. political. It's, it's about life and death and health. People make it political when they don't want to accept that it's a true pandemic in today's society. That exactly. makes it political. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but I think there's so much good coming out. Like I've talked, I've seen such little strength and leadership in a, the tech industry, entertainment, except for a few of the people we've talked to on our podcast. Who I actually know really well. Um, one's a major CEO of an NBA team. The strength and leadership coming out of this guy is phenomenally impressive he's a good friend we've seen is he single <laughs> uh, no we're not going to go down that road um I no, can't, less. no but i mean but then i you know but then there's like i know some of these other ceos from like verizon from uh, my girlfriend jen who's down in san diego who runs all the marketing b2b like there's there is strength and leadership that's coming out of this it's just, it's such a screwed up space to be in. Okay. And I know we've discussed a single thing. So Joe, throw your two cents of politics in. Cause I know this conversation is going to go off rails in about three minutes. from her. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that you actually took your time to write Gavin Newsom and, and yeah. understand the fact that 
it isn't an easy decision to do what you know is right and to go against what a lot of other people, including the businesses, including the deniers, want you to do. Because right. I have a governor right now who is doing that, who is basically saying, nothing's nothing's going on, folks. It's okay. Really? Yeah. So where are you? Arizona. Oh, yes. Okay. The, I know very well. Yeah. And I know that uh, local elected leaders who I'm good friends with, who are doing the same thing. And they are afraid to do anything because yeah. they know that they will be up for recall. They will be up for reelection and they don't want to do it. But I applaud you for doing that. You you have a social you know background and I, and I would love to see someone like you get even more involved because you do have a voice out there and, and you do want, it seems like you want to be on the leadership end of that. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I see and I, I really admire the people that are because of the heat that I took for just posting and saying that a woman was pretty. Mm-hmm. Just for that, I, I mean, I was buried, absolutely buried with negative um, uh, comments. And I kept saying to people, did you see what I wrote All I said, I didn't write anything political. I just said, isn't she pretty? And that instilled so much hatred towards me that you really have to give it up for the people that are on the front lines who are not caring about, well, caring about their reputations, but caring more about what's what's in it for everyone else and, and how how we're going to get through this the best we can without affecting as many people as we can. When I see somebody like the sheriff of Riverside saying that he's not going to listen to our governor and he's not going to be blackmailed, which is verbatim what he said, into being used as a pawn in Gavin Newsom's uh, bid to shut you know, California down, I'm thinking you are the... You are the captain of the police. The governor needs your support right now. And you are, because of your political affiliation, are, are, are you're not going to do anything for the governor. We all need to do and listen to what he's saying because he has our best interests at mind. Do you really think he wants to shut everything down and have people lose their, their income? Hell no, he's up for re-election too. But he need but he needs to do what is best for 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 us as a society, and and that's why I felt so uh, compelled to write him and say thank you. And and I, I can only imagine with the hate that I got what you're getting. Well, he's not. I don't think he's getting a lot of support. And so I used to live in San Francisco, and I actually knew Gavin when he owned Plump Jack Wineries way back before he got married when he was with the Getty family. He's an amazing guy. He's very passionate about the people. So I think he is a good governor. But there is no, like, no, for any amounts of money in the world, it's not a role I would want because you have to look at what's best for the business is great. And people are bitching, complaining, you know, the economy, they don't want to be shut down. But if you're all dead, who's really going to care about the economy? Because we're not alive then to appreciate it anyways. So he has to say, okay, if you guys are being assholes, but you guys aren't, you can't pick and choose. It's a union all rules. He's got to, in essence, do martial law on this. It all goes down because he can't control individual people. So as a state, it's not an abuse of power. He's making decision to protect 
lives, to protect people, to health as quickly, as fast as he can, to get us back on track over it. Otherwise, we're up and down in an ongoing pandemic whirlwind of chaos over years and years, and it's more destructive. I think he's doing the right thing by making rules. And like, it's not a smart, it's not an easy decision, but he's not in that role to make friends. He's in that role as a leader to get this place in a better place. And it was two days, two months, two years ago. Well so, said. And he, he's not, and, and this is not, a, and when people say, oh, it's all political, it's not political. The virus is not political. You make it political by voicing inaccurate, uneducated decisions because your news sources aren't accurate. Gavin has right. a tough job. He's making hard decisions. And I think being a CEO, because I am a CEO, making easy decisions is not a testament of leadership. Making hard decisions long-term that puts you back and puts the people and constituents in a better position to move forward. That makes you a good leader by making the hard decisions and standing by it, not being influenced, making easy decision because you want people to like you. That's why I love absolutely love Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Very well said, Sarah. And so very, that's very kind well of, said. but we have so, I have so many podcasts and people I'm talking to and we start cracking up when I talk to them about, you know, cause Jill, you have the, I think the governor, I'm probably wrong on this governor mayor. I feel like Arizona, Nevada, Texas are in that same Republican bubble with the same attitude. But I think all the stupid people, Tawny, live in L.A. right now because we're in the worst shape. People don't want to wear masks. It's like if you have an issue wearing a mask because what, go get a, split, a pretty one that matches your outfit because they're every color in, in the universe is an accessory. But wearing a mask for 20, 30 minutes or an hour isn't going to ruin your life. Breathing, sneezing, going on a ski trip with eight buddies in a one, two bedroom condo because you can, that's being a little bit reckless if you're not willing to get tested, not wearing a mask. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, 20, 30 minutes, I went to Trader Joe's uh, over the weekend and I just had to put the mask on for 30 minutes being out of the house. Those cashiers that work eight hours a day and only get two breaks for 15 minutes or whatever, they're in those masks for eight hours. And it's, and, and I was in it for only 30 minutes and I was like, oh my God, I'm breathing my own breath, you know, my own air. This is, this is difficult. This is difficult. And then I look at the cashiers and I'm like, bless your heart. Like, you know, you, you, you have this job, you're, you're feeding your family and you, and you're wearing a mask when there are people out there that that may walk into the store thinking they can get away with it and are handed a mask and they're wearing it like i said for eight hours that's a long time but they're doing it and you know my hat's off to them tawny are let me ask you could you do us maybe like a series or maybe produce something looking back at this whole thing and looking at leadership remember how uh, JFK did the whole thing, a leadership, uh, you know, profiles of courage. I think this would be perfect for someone like you. You've got a background in that. You know what's going on. I think this would be perfect to do for like maybe a, a special on TV or whatever, s- showing these people who had the courage to stand up for these right. convictions. Yeah. Oh, you need a new project. We got to find you a new project. We really <laughs> do because getting all these packages to, uh, through the mail, for being an influencer on Instagram, 
is like taking up all my time these days. And you don't even use half the stuff. I would take half- No, actually I do. I do. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Because I tell them, I say, listen, I have I have followers that know my voice and I have to be authentic with what I use and what I take. I don't just take anybody who sends anything. Like I have to have a discussion with these people and find out if it's something that I really, really yeah. am going to like because my followers are going to know they're going to really know if I'm telling the truth and it's not worth it for me. And you want if the brand's legit. Cause I had a few come after me with stuff to send us one was jewelry and to be an influencer. Cause we had ran a few fashion events last year. I'm, I'm like the jewelry broke within like two days. It's cheap. I'm not putting our agency name and influence as a PR firm around your product. It was cheap. So, and one of the ones that came after me a week ago on gym gear, look cute. But they keep skating around, getting on the phone call because they yeah. need cheap stuff. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. But Can I, I think tell, they, you, what? tell you who one of mine is that I just got? I'm oh, so me, excited. Tell me, tell me. Nest Candles. Oh, do you like them? Oh, my God. They're the best. Look at this thing. I've got this thing going right now. And they sell them at Neiman Marcus and Bergdorf yeah. Goodman. They're just amazing. Oh, wait, wait. wait. That's so we that's okay. I got given a nest candle last year on my birthday. I literally yeah. and the, the glass and so the candle with the gold, but the, the glass and the candle's been done since then, but I cleaned it up. So now this yeah. beautiful little cool white dry to put a little gold stuff in for holidays. Absolutely. I mean they're they're not yeah. cheap candles by yeah. any means. They're they're expen they're an expensive company. So when they came calling, I was like, "Oh, you bet, <laughs> you bet." So we, we need to find you. A, we got to discuss finding you a, a good project to work on because yeah. you were producing for a while before COVID. You I, were into that, so I think we need to I find was. a better project. I was. I was producing. It was called Moms Anonymous, and I really enjoyed it a great deal. It was, um, was it a TV series? A show? It was, what a, was it? It was a. It was a. It was for. Um, you know how they're doing television series on Facebook now. Yeah. So it was it was one of those. But I am so spoiled by doing network half hour sitcoms, which is my I mean, I love that more than I love shooting movies. I you know, more than doing our episodics. My favorite because uh, comedy is where where I like to land. Comedy okay. is my is my dream. So half hour sitcoms. I, 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 that would be the thing that would get me up and out the door. Then we got to do another new WKRP. <laughs> right. Or America's Funniest People or Seinfeld or Married with Children. Or, there we go. You know. Yeah, and you've been I, in all of those. I've been in all of those. I love it. <laughs> but I will tell you the one show that was an hour long, you know, um, epi the episodic. Yeah, long hour, one hour, uh, which I got to live in Auckland in New Zealand for was Hercules. Oh, okay, nice. yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved filming that. I loved shooting that. the The wardrobe was great. The food in uh, in New Zealand is wonderful. The crew was phenomenal. The sets were uh, great. That that movie was why. Um, Oh, oh God! The ones with the trolls, the the little the movies. Oh, all those oh. trolls. Which one? I saw the trolls. The trolls. The, the trolls. The, the, the no, trolls. no, no, no. We're talking no. the trolls. No, uh, the, the one with no. Gandalf and all like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All of oh, not movies. Harry Potter. Um, 
Oh, Harry well, Potter, but the, along the lines the little of guys. Harry oh, wait, 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 the little um, the little oh, the, the little people. Tolkien yeah. is written by J.R. Tolkien. Um, um, yes, yes. Oh my God, do I have to Google this right now? God, you, yeah, but yeah, it's because they're Hercules that those that though that they found um the the uh the sets that we used and the locations that we used and if it wasn't for hercules they would have they i don't know where they would have shot those movies but it was the hobbit the The hobbit Hobbit. lord of the rings the hobbit and lord of the rings they shot that because of our because of hercules oh my god that's interesting yeah, so we we were trendsetters with Hercules. <laughs> now, would you move back to Australia? I mean, not in Australia, heart- but Auckland. Yeah, in a heartbeat, I would move there now. I just ha- I just love my place in Newport Beach so much. But <laughs> I would I would, um, and I'm close to LA. I have an audition um, that I have to do before the 13th for a show, um, and it would be hard for me to work if I was down in New Zealand, but. You know, I mean, I could do a talk show in New Zealand. I could do a, a bunch of things. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should go online right now and buy my tickets and, and screw Amazon. Call American Airlines instead. And just go. Get a ticket, fly Pick to Auckland. But go. we're not allowed to leave the country right now. Nobody's letting us in. I, one yeah. of my really good friends lives in Canada. And, and, and she can't come but, in? No, because I wanted to go snowboarding, take, take boarding lessons, and she snowboards. So cute. I love her. So I'm like, Kara, just get on your board. Go over the border, oh, get him so out. I'll be on the other the, side, and I'll come pick you up. We just keep so joking. You are the guys that are ruining the snow. Then no, I haven't <laughs> been. I need to go. You snowboarders are ruining the snow for they, us they, here. They no, they won't let us in. We can't go anywhere because I've been oh, trying to get out to go to my little island. So but, even Canada, we can't even nope, like. Uh, nope. Oh because goodness. because because I have my little island down off the coast of Roton. Um, is such a good friend of mine. He's amazing. He um was a client. He's a good friend. It's this beautiful island, and it's my go-to getaway for two weeks. And I've been down. With, I've had friends come down with me. It's just the water's different. The water's like crystal clear. Wait, where down. is this? Roton off the coast of Honduras and the Bay Islands. And for the first time, I it's like Central Time. It's a five-hour flight to the island, and. I'm like, when are they going to let me in? Like, I just want to get on the plane and go. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. It's like my little go-to runaway place. It's just the most, a lot of um, ball players, which you're going to like, from New York go there. A lot of wealthy Canadians and Texans. It's just like the sand. I mean, Joe's seen my photos on um, social. Yeah. The sand is white. The water's crystal oh, clear. The, the sun's only... different. The air is different. I just like, oh, I'm such a like triple type a but as soon as the wheels hit the tarmac i'm like a type b i don't even recognize i can't i i don't believe that you are never type b maybe a minus but not type b no (laughs) i am b it is amazing like i just want so when i went to laguna it's not out of the country i don't need a passport but it's like i just had to get out of la for the day so yeah i've gone to laguna a few times over the summer just because i have a friend in san diego so it's an hour from each of us and it's just, it's just, I was just going to go crazy if I didn't get out. Yeah. If I could go anywhere right now, besides Bora Bora, it would be Turks and Caicos. Oh, yeah. Oh, you would love Roatan then. I want to go, like, like Mike, I, I want to go to Cuba. I want to go to Thailand. I just want to get out and travel. But yeah. I don't want to be around all the stupid people. I want to be, like, do you know who I am? 
Oh yeah, we'll let you in. Just go have yeah. fun, Sarah. Well, we're amongst. Listen, I live in Newport Beach, which is uh, which I've mentioned a couple of times, but it is Republican Central down here in Newport Beach. And um, the other day, I uh, on my way to Trader Joe's, um, I down at uh, I won't give the name of the street, but down at PCH down there, there were about seventy people holding up Trump pen signs. Um, and, and not wearing masks. And as if the election wasn't over, they're still like, you know, you know, we'll die for him, you know? And I'm like, what am I doing? Yes, you will die for him. You know, exactly. You know, I have, listen, I, 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 I used to be a Republican and I know Donald, if you Google me and Donald, it comes up. Like we've been friends for a long time. I went to his wedding I, I've known Donald for an extremely long time. And the Donald that I know. There's a lot of hate mail after we air this podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, can't I mean, win either way. No. <laughs> my my taxes are going to get checked <laughs> big time. Um, but he's not the Donald that, that I know. I mean, this is just, this is an, uh, an arrogant monster that we have in the White House. And um, my point is, is that I have a lot of friends that are Republican. I used to be a Republican because of Donald. I switched parties. Um, but I have a friend who said to me that when he gets the uh, the vaccine comes, the reason why he's not going to take it, there's reasons why I'm a little skeptical, but his reason is he thinks that there truly is a tracking device in the in the. <laughs> in the medicine that's going to track him for the rest of his life. And he's a smart businessman. This is a friend of mine who's pretty well off. And he spewed that out the other day. And I was like, you've got to be, I want it to be checked a little for, I want to see what the, um, uh, what the, what the, uh, what's it called? Not the virus, uh, the antivirus, the, the vaccine. Like, I don't feel that it's been checked out long enough for me. Like, I needed yeah. to go through a few more, you know, uh, rounds of, yeah, is this going to be healthy we or not? Feel. We don't want to be guinea pigs and have adverse reactions, but to think there's a tracking advice, which wouldn't be bad if some super hot, wealthy businessmen tracked you and I, and then they know where we are. Then right, right. But, and, but, then, and then here's my phone number. But, exactly. but when it's the government... I mean, I didn't even, it was so out of left field and so ridiculous. For did him he really to say, say that though? Was that taken off content? No, I said, so I said, so are you going to take the vaccine? And he goes, are you kidding me there? It's going to have a tracking device in it. And I thought to myself, why would the government want to track you? Like yeah. you've got, they've got your cell phone number. Exactly. <laughs> they've got your house. They know where you pay your taxes from. Why are they going to put like you're not a kid and your mother's trying to track you and see like if you're really at your friend's house when you say you're there? <laughs> like, like it was the most it was just so ridiculous that he said that. And I thought there and, and he's a friend of mine. And I thought people who aren't friends of mine that are staunch Republicans, what the hell are they saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. so funny. So there was like, you know, when right before it was like a few months ago, all the um all the um, parades came through, all the Trump parades and rallies. That's to be. Yeah. I was on my girlfriend's um, store because she manages the store in Rodeo. And, you know, I had to get out because I double parked behind her in the store in Rodeo. And we just heard all this noise, the phone alerts going off. So I'm like, oh, God, another parade coming through. I'm just going to 
get out of here so I'm not trapped. Then we heard all this noise. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm trapped. So we walked back around to Rodeo next to these two cops, some Beverly Hills SWAT guys. And the whole Trump parade was going down. And this one lady was screaming, drop your mask. This is fake. COVID's no. not real. COVID's not real. Drop your effing mask. What's wrong with you? It's not real. And everybody was going down. And then this is the, I, posted the, I posted this on um, social. I was laughing so hard. Then all of a sudden, it, everybody was going on. This is the most, it was like a three ring circus. First is blonde lady. Hey, there's no COVID. There's no reason why your mask. It's all fake. It's all made up by the um, Democrats just so I can take a mask off and go. Five minutes later, the, you know, these African-American girls were, were in the Trump rally for Trump. And then these black girls are on the side of the road yelling and screaming to beat the crap out of her because she was African-American on Trump's side. And then we're like, what is the kids? And we look at this cop next to us. He had his mask on. He's on the bike, just arms crossed, just kind of smirking at the stupidity. And then all of a sudden, um, like they come down with the signs, Mer- you know, um, USA, USA. I'm like, are you kidding? Who does your PR? You could have hired me. It's we are here for Trump. Make America great again. Trump, Trump, Trump. We all know we live in the United States. We all know we live here in, in California. Why is your sign and chanting saying United States of America when you are U.S. citizens, you're Americans in a Trump rally? You must not have realized you, your messaging was off. So wait, it gets worse. And it kept saying, hi, we're in the United States. I'm like, oh, stupidity at its finest in BH. And then two, really? Then these two I'm not going to use the word skanky. I don't know who they are. It doesn't matter. Two blondes teetered down Rodeo really bad in sky high heels, thongs, bikinis, ratty blonde extensions that said, make them on their asses. And I'm laughing my ass off at the cop, like sitting next to me and my girlfriend, Wendy, laughing. That does not make America great again, no matter who's in office. I mean, it was like, it was like a three ring Trump circus, Tanya. I should have like, like texted these images to you. I was laughing so hard. So I posted that because it was funny because I wrote, this does not make America great with these two strippers with making yeah. America great. I'm like, okay, is a, are strip clubs an essential? Because apparently they had the day off. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I got so much nasty people. I finally wrote, take your, take your Trump Twitter, take your, like your, Keep your Facebook wars off my Facebook page because I just assume strip clubs were in a central. They had the day off and it was so, I got so many mean people. I delete them all. See that. Oh my God. There's something on you. Puppy, oh my God. I'm so Tony, your, your opinion is so important, but the cutest <laughs> puppy just popped up on zoom. I know he just came up. And <laughs> he has like, an opinion. Yeah, he, does. he heard Trump and he wants to, the whole thing that I want people to know is you're speaking to a Republican. You are speaking to a Republican. I just know the difference between what is said and 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 used as um, propaganda to to further his agenda, which has nothing to do with America. So that's why I'm not a, tr- a Trump supporter, and why I had to change my affiliate to being a democrat um that's why i have a lot of friends that are republicans we all used to think alike with what is going on in america right now i can't i cannot with 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 what i know and uh support it um the what i was going to say to you about the flag is it's almost the most brilliant pr 
stunt in the world. Because if I hang a flag, the American flag outside my house and someone drives by, they're going to think that I'm a Trump supporter. They have taken the American flag and used it as a sign of being a Republican and not being an American. Right. So it is it is just one of the things that I'm so upset about because I used to love and believe in the flag and they have they have taken it and and they've 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 politicized it. Yes. Exactly. And you know what I think what that is going to be changing because it seems like the Republicans now like to fly the black flags with the uh, red and blue stripes on them. That seems to be there. I haven't seen that. Oh, they've been doing it out here in Arizona like nobody's business. Is that recently? Because I have not seen that here in California. Oh, yeah. It's black American flags. But in the middle of it, there's a blue stripe or a red stripe. The blue stripe basically means support of law enforcement. The red stripe means you're in, you know, support of uh, fire departments. That's what they say. But there's a lot of people saying that's a little more racial racial than you really think it is. Seriously. Do you think think it's attached to one of these like groups out there? Tifa or one of these, the um, good old boys. What are they called? The good old boys. QAnon. Actually, I knew a coworker who was QAnon and no. Yes. And she had that WW, whatever it was on, on her window. And she was, she was a nice person. But then she started going on social media and she turned out to be batshit crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. There's this comedian. His name is Jordan um, Kemper, I think is his last name. Oh yeah. The guy who goes out to the Trump rallies. Oh my God. Is he not the funniest thing in the world? If you haven't seen any of his sketches, you've got to check him out. He goes to the Trump rallies. And, and he asks the most ridiculous questions and they fall for it. And then he puts it back on them and they yeah. just don't know what the hell to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not even doing it justice. Jordan Kemper. Yes. Jordan Kemper. Please, everybody, check him out. Go onto his social media, his Instagram, his Facebook, and, and just watch him. Even if you're a Republican, it may change your mind. Okay, yeah. so who was it? Was it Jimmy Kimball? I think it was Kimball. He would send one of his, like, before COVID, he'd send his people out into Hollywood. Oh, yes. Yeah, ask them the, the basic questions. Yeah, how yeah, many, did you, you know, <laughs> do you know what, like, I don't know, something stupid, like, you know, uh, how many plans? Well, like, did like, you, yeah, like, did you see Ivanka talk today and talk at the inauguration? And, and they're like, Ivanka never did. And they're yeah, like making up. Yeah, she yeah she's so did. great. Well, like, you know, do you know what color the American flag is? It's green, right? Oh, yeah, it's green. We see it all the time. I mean, it's this. It's I. That was my favorite part about. Yeah, you'll enjoy. That. You'll enjoy enjoy Jordan's uh, so page. Very, are, are you in very Porter's funny. district by any chance, Tawny? Are you in Katie Porter's district? Um, I believe I am. Yes. Yeah, she is. I mean, she is the queen of setting people up to look stupid yeah. in front of Congress. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mnuchin yeah. was set up like nobody's business, and it was kind of like. You could see her plotting this thing about four questions ahead. And then that fifth question got him. Exactly. Well, Kamala does the same thing. She She's really smart at knowing what the fifth question is going to be and then slamming you with it. Yep. You know, I would not want to go up against that woman for anything. Right. She is just so freaking smart. She was who I was going to pick 
for president. That's that was mm-hmm. my pick. So when Biden picked her for vice, I was like, he's my guy. He is absolutely my guy. If he gets it with her and there's a woman, I listen, I'm not one of these make it a woman, make it a this type. I right. want the best person for the job. I don't want to get a job because I'm a woman. I want to get the, the job because I'm the best person for the job, yeah. you know? And so I, I'm, I'm grateful that, that, you know, sometime in my life, I get to see a woman vice president, but she did not get picked because of that. She got picked on the merit of her, of her, of, of what she stands for. And, and, um, and I'm just, I'm so pleased with it. But, you know, like like they're saying, the election isn't over, so they haven't yeah. won yet. Yeah, but they, they did. I mean, because they, they just did one of the states, and in one of the states, Biden still came ahead. But there's a lot of people. I just, I just think, like, right now, no matter who comes into this role, is not going to have an easy time. It's no. such a no. shit show. And I don't really think Biden, I don't know if either, if he's going to be the best pick he may end up in a year or two being oh my god here's an it's just a divorce of both evils we don't know until we know until a year or two goes by and we really see if he could do what he says but kamala did rip him apart she was nasty oh yeah she was and then she took his rule so i question i just question her integrity in general as a person one of the reasons why i loved her because she went after him. She went after he's, everybody. So he's got a question, but it's still, I think it's, I think there's a lot of, I still think it's all up in the air how great of a partnership it is because she was adamant. She hated him. He knew it. He hired her. Now she's kissing his ass to get in that role. I just want to wait and have this conversation yeah, but from it, now to see really where things are, you know? But isn't that politics? I yes. mean, that's that's yeah. politics. Those people have to go after each other. And what I liked about her is that she pulled no punches with punches with everybody on that stage. And knowing that she could be picked for vice president of one of them, but she still did it. And she yeah. let her flag fly. And and we saw who she was. And she was tough. And I like the fact that she's not going to hold any punches with Joe well, and she's going to she, tell she him. She was a DA and prosecutor, so yeah, she, yeah. You, you cannot mess with her. She's going no. to say what she says, walk the walk and talk to talk. So I just think it's, exactly. it's, it's going to be very interesting coming out well, of COVID next year. You know, and, Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you know, let's talk in a year and a half and see what's going on. But it's like, look what he's inheriting. Mm-hmm. Like, but I heard Geraldo, um, cause I watch Fox and <laughs> CNN, uh, believe it or not. I watch Hannity and I watch, um, Sean, uh, what, whatever his stupid face is. Um, I watch, I watch them and I watch Don, I watch Chris, I watch Anderson. I like to know what's going on on, on both parties. Not- I'm not one of these. I'm just watching CNN and I'm getting my news from them. I get it from Fox. I get it from everywhere. And then I make my decision. Um, but, uh, Geraldo was on Fox the other day and he said, just to, just to make Trump feel better, he really thinks Uh. that the vaccine should be named Trump. Uh. And wouldn't it be nice of us as he goes out, um, to make him feel better if we just named the vaccine Trump. And I thought, okay, that's a sore loser. That's yeah. a really, really yeah. sore loser. Your consolation prizes were going to make you feel better. Did we make Hillary feel better? Did we make Barack yeah. Obama feel better? No, you lost, you leave. 
Transition yeah. of power. Goodbye. We're not naming the vaccine warp speed after you. <laughs> Let's uh, go back to Kamala real quick. And yeah. I think that Biden picked her because, I mean, after four years of what we've seen in the White House, we've seen psychophants just line up to kiss, you know, kiss the ring and be right. able to get his. Right. And I think it was a masterful move on his part to take someone who isn't going to tell him, oh, yes, sir, oh, yes, sir. No, she's going to say, you're full of crap. This is what you need to do. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you just you put that it, it very, very well. And like I said, it takes a big man to go. I know that you were being a certain way to me on that stage, but I like your style and mm-hmm. I get it. And you're going to be tough and you're not going to tell me what I want to hear. You're going to tell me the truth. And, you know, he could have gone with a Pence. Did you see that 60 Minutes? with yeah. uh, oh, That was horrible. And then Pence sat down and he goes, and the first words out of his mouth to Leslie Stahl was, um, uh, well, uh, President Trump is a man of his word and he speaks what's on his mind. Mo- and I'm like, oh, my God, the guy is nothing but an ass kisser. That's right. all he is. So to have an, a, a person, I was going to say a woman, a person in the White House right. who's not, like you said, going to be kissing his ass for the next four years, bring it on. Right. Exactly. Hey. So political hour with Tawny Katane. <laughs> Pirate. So, so getting to know Tawny Katane as an actress, a video <laughs> and a political activist. And now this is but out this, the window. This, this so begs funny. for a second episode. This so really does beg for a second one. We were one. chatting about, okay, what should we chat about? We started off with Amazon issues and dental, and as it became a full-blown, full-blown political conversation. It's funny. We just, you know, Ron G, Tawny, He's like an award-winning comedian, actor, amazing comedian. He's so funny. He did um, our Emmys, the awards, a few years in a row. Um, He just was on the um, HBO hit series, Insecure. He's just one of the best comedians, but he does it with such class and grace. He's so articulate. And we were laughing in a podcast that just kind of went dark into BMA and um, BLM and Black Lives Matters and stuff. And it was the one thing that we... What was interesting with him, we talked about, you know, being American citizen and stuff, because I just had a big conversation with somebody who's Canadian at C-Suite Network who got her citizenship five months ago as American. Um, But he made a comment that being an African-American, like when he goes overseas, when he travels, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you were co-hosting that one. It was like, oh, you're an American. You're an American. Great. You're an American. But when he comes back in the U.S., Oh, you're a black American, right? Black yeah. person right. in America. No, you're a, you're an American. You are who you are. You're male. You're an American. It, it, it's just there's been so much horrible social divide and racism divide this whole year with the COVID and Trump and all the politics. And what I love about having our podcast is that Ron made a comment. I think Joe, my correct if I'm wrong on this one, because it's going to go on air. Is that this is one of the first times he was so appreciative that we gave him this platform to talk about his voice and how he feels for the first time because he hasn't really talked about it publicly. We all want to talk about COVID and politics, but to really be an African-American man through this whole time, I just, I love that um, we gave him that opportunity to actually talk about this freely, openly, no judgment, you know, and it was amazing that we did that. Joe, did I get this correctly? Yeah, you got it, man. I honestly think if I come out there in March for uh, a planned event that we're going to have, 
I think what we should do is sit Tawny down at a, at a place, grab a bottle of wine and have Tawny uncensored. You two uncensored <laughs> and I will step out of it. Tawny, we were just <laughs> own the old podcast. So this is case. Okay, so yeah, but we haven't quite secured this, but it's with the big sports franchise that I, I'm working on up here in LA. And just, it, it, it's going to be, you know, when the hotel's super distant, but um, once I can lock it, wonderful. Once I can lock it down, um, once I can announce what and who it's with, I will text you. You're going to love it. But um, Joe's going to maybe be out here for a day or two. We're going to do the podcast live. You know, we have such big pickup and I'm so grateful that I created this platform to give people a voice to inspire, motivate, and to tell their story because we have the PR firm, we have the awards. People need public relations. They need to tell their story, show their leadership. So I felt building this platform is another avenue, but it's gone, it's blown up on me over and wow. over. I didn't expect it to be. I'm like, oh, it's a podcast. Let's just have some conversation. But a few of my friends, my other co-hosts, I mean, Michelle and I are um, funny. So we decided to do a podcast, but I didn't take it seriously until maybe August. It started really blowing up. We got big people and all the pickup. So now I'm happy we did it. But oh. I want to, but you know, we have to edit like all podcasts, but I want to, when Joe comes out, because Joe was a sportscaster, he has all the equipment. We want to like maybe bring in some people and like, do these podcasts live. And because we get, we have the um, channels, the Apple, the Spotify's, everybody who has picked us up and we could just roll the podcast and have it go out and maybe bring press or people in to do Q and A's on the sidebars. And I just feel like, um, oh my God, if you and I did an uncensored, unfiltered one, it would be the funniest podcast in the universe. Yeah, that would be great. That would I be think awesome. it would. You know, I would from love Botox to, to surgery to politics to fashion. You guys could talk about an anything you mouth. want. Anything yeah. you guys want. Yeah. I would I would just sit back and watch you guys go you're at it. You're going to be a producer. Joe, yeah. what you're going to do is you're going to collect the phone numbers of all the wealthy guys <laughs> oh, okay, that are gotcha. to talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's going to be your, that's what I'm going to have you do for me. I think what we're going to do, I think we'll like, we'll like, we'll have Tony come up, spend the day with us and we'll do some unfiltered raw yeah. medium. And then your medium mavens. She's going to be my like, Still in media maven temporary for the weekend yeah, because i you know i'm just here for the eye candy i know that you know, I, I'm, I'm on this podcast you know because i am the eye candy ron, ron g made it come i had michelle i had michi on with us so it's me and michelle and then joe and you know, ron knows joe from he's joe's our voice of god for the awards and stuff so ron's like you're just there for the eye candy media mavens what are you doing your eye candy joe he's just there to fix it up but um i think that's a brilliant idea oh my god tawny my love i so love chatting with you having you on our podcast it's so Thank fun you. talking to you i feel like there's so much we haven't talked about like the right. yeah. puppy that just popped in to um photobomb our podcast a few minutes ago on your side I mean, there's so much we haven't even talked about. I know, I know. Being a female and critic in Hollywood, from producing to everything, the advocacy, everything you're working on, I do think we need to do a follow-up with you. Okay. Um, I think so. I agree. I agree. I agree. I did not expect to be talking about all of this. And and we really had a great, it was so wonderful talking to people, like-minded people. Um, and I really enjoyed that. But if you want to do a follow-up up one, Sarah, um, and Joe, of course, I candy Joe, um, <laughs> that it would be my pleasure. It'd be my pleasure. Awesome. 
I look forward to it. It was so good. Oh my God, Tani, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, This is Sarah Miller with Access Entertainment Media Maven Podcast. I want to thank you, Joe, for another awesome podcast afternoon. It was fun. Tani, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you on and off the air. Um, So hopefully we'll see you soon. Um, See everybody next Wednesday on Media Maven Podcast. And thanks for the afternoon, guys. Thank you. Um, This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.